Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we have a very, very special show because not only are we talking about one topic, but we have two topics with a great guest who has knowledge in both areas. Today, we are going to be thinking about crop formation as well as PEMF therapy. And I'm pretty sure both of them are just intriguing your mind. Like, what could we possibly be talking about? So thankfully, I have Mark on my show. Thank you so much for joining my show, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess let's just start off with crop um, formations and then we can transition down to PMF. P-E-M-F. Yeah. I think I said it right. (laughs) I'm going to be second guessing myself the whole entire time. So brace yourself, people. (laughs) So comparing the two together is um, it's because I'm interested in both of them, but they're not really related with technology or anything. So because PEMF and magnetic therapy has been around for since 3000 BC, super long time. Crop formations have probably been around just as long, but there's, you know, a lot more mystery, obviously, to crop formations than there is PEMF, which is starting to get some mainline traction and stuff in the medical world um, and in therapy in general. But crop formations, um, probably the stunning statement is 95% of the crop formations in the world are not man-made and i can prove it so um and people are like what that can't be true i, like, I heard they were all man-made no very very few of them are probably like five percent or so as i said um what, and they don't people will ask well, why do they only happen in wiltshire england well they don't they happen probably everywhere on the planet it's just that's where researchers are looking for them also in denmark some now too but uh, and the Netherlands and other places in the United States, I think there's probably one and a half people that research it at all. And I'm the half a person. There's another person that does it. OK, but there's nobody looking for. Them, right. There's nobody looking for them here. But um, <clears throat> when a crop formation is what I'll say is authentic, which means it's not man-made, there's a about uh, 15 different telltale signs that you can pretty easily tell. Um, the most obvious one when it happens is in wheat is the knuckle on the wheat turns about 45 degrees and it gets inflamed. So it's 50 to 100 percent larger than the normal knuckle, which you can reproduce that sort of with microwave radiation. But um, that's the most telltale sign is that one. If it's been man-made, the stocks are all going to be broken because they've been smashed with a board. Right. You know, they're walking around with boards and breaking them. So. And if you don't step on an authentic one that isn't fan-made and you just don't kill it by stepping on it, it'll stand back up in a couple of days. Um, oh. It'll come back to life. So there's there's that. Um, there's evidence of, there's, like I said, 15 things on a checklist. I won't go through them all. But one is you'll often find BBs, of, and it's an indicator that the ground got up to 800 degrees centigrade. So it turned... Oh, wow the iron in the dirt into little brown BBs. So you can find small little iron deposits. Um, you also find sometimes a silicone white powder that is very strange. And then there's a thing called um, rheology, which is a term for the science of flow. And so there'll be very intricate uh, woven patterns and stuff that, that the flow is very bizarre looking where it could be layers on layers on layers. In fact, there was one crop formation called the basket because that's what it looked like it 
was basically uh, vertical circles uh, in a larger circle that were all woven. Oh, and it was wow. estimated it would take something like a thousand people two weeks to make it, right? Because it's just that intricate. And so there's formations like that. Um, there's some that have 1,500 circles in them that one of the most famous ones was at uh, Stonehenge. And it's right across the street from it on the side of a hill. And it happened in five o'clock in the afternoon time frame. And everyone knows it only took five or 10 minutes to make it because it wasn't there. And then suddenly it was. And there's a lot of tourists at Stonehenge, right? So it's not yeah. like, <clears throat> so there's those kind of indications. Um, there's more kind of scientific things you can do to look at it. There's all, uh, Usually you leave some kind of energy, especially after it's just formed with it's very common to screw up electronic equipment like your cell phone or a camera um, can change the signal. So I, it fried my camera. I had a digital camera that I sat in the field and took a picture and it didn't fry it. It still takes pictures or did, but the LCD screen would flicker and do weird, weird Crazy things. things. Wow. So yeah, crop formations. Um, Wilshire probably has about 50 to 70 a year, um, wow. every year, right? So you can go Google it yourself and see the latest ones and stuff through there. But there's just, there's not a lot of people that are researchers, right? I mean, so, and the, the oldest known recording is like 1678 was in a newspaper said the mowing devil that kept making stuff in a, in a field. But um, so anyway, go ahead and ask me some other questions about, but there's, yeah, there's a, most of them are not man-made. It's really interesting to me and in that knows most people could care less about them. They just ignore it, you know, and it's like, but there's something really interesting going on there. Um, I guess one last comment. The reason I really, I've read every, book in English that I know of on crop formation research. I'm not obsessed with it. There's not that many books either. Um, but um, there was a crop formation that was not symmetrical. It looked like a pizza pie, like slices, but it was representing, nobody knew this. It was a scientist looked at it two years, a picture of it two years later and said, hey, I think that's representing pi 3.14159, the numbers. So that I read that in the back of a book. It was actually in an appendix of a book. But I contacted the two main researchers, um, Lucy Pringle and Michael Glickman over there. And I asked them, I said, did you guys go in this one when it happened? And they, yep. And I said, was it authentic, meaning not man-made? And they said, yes. So I'm like, all right, I got to go over there and do my own research. Because that was the first time I saw something that had intelligence behind it right it's representing a number it's not just a symmetrical thing so yeah my we went over there for a big chunk of the summer to go do research uh back 2012 and uh my wife told her boss hey i'm going to research crop formations in england with my husband he said you must really love him (laughs) (laughs) i believe so because to be honest i think crop formations are interesting because I think it's kind of ridiculous to think that we are by ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And I think in this world that's so vast and with so many different galaxies and we are in our own galaxy, 
that we are in one little hand of the galaxy and we have our life. You know what I mean? So who's to say that another galaxy may have the same thing or may have life or, you know, we don't know. So the fact that for me, I think crop formations is kind of like a confirmation that something else is out there. What do they want? I don't know. You know what I mean? We don't know this and this information, you know, and I think that's what's so intriguing. <laughs> And that's another reason why not a lot of people voice this interest and do a lot of research behind it because it's kind of a taboo, you know what I mean? It's a taboo to think that there's life beyond our own life when humans, for some reason, think that we are so, so be, uh, like very intelligent beings. But in reality, I feel like there's more intelligent beings out there. Well, a couple points to that. Just... Um... One is to, the first point I, I agree with you about other life. I mean, somebody made an, I mean, scientists recently made an estimate that it, you can't wrap your head around this. But if you just picture a handful of sand, how many grains of sand are on the planet Earth? Try to just wrap your head around that for a minute. It's now estimated for every grain of sand on Earth, there's probably a galaxy. There's that many galaxies. Now, Bitsy, I purposely do not make a connection with crop formations and aliens because I want to keep the conversation open-minded because it's like not sure about that. I mean, there's been recorded balls of lights and orbs and other things, but you can go there very quickly, right? In the presentation I give, people will automatically jump to it's aliens and tell us about it. I'm like, no, I'm trying to, when I present it, I'm just trying to tenderize your mind so that you're keeping an open mind about what it could be. That's um, true. Cybernetics is a, you know, a lot of people see video clips. You put salt on a flat table and you run frequencies or sound and it'll make geometric shapes, which yes. is very similar to what you would see. However, like I was just describing, when you get to non-symmetrical things that have math and some other strange things in them is, and then if you go down that rabbit hole, which I have, right, is, mm -hmm. okay, the pi one, 3.14, well, math's not real. Math was made up by human beings. There's not really, there's no such thing as two apples. There's not, mm. they're not identical. We made up two and three and four so we could do commerce and trade and, you know, mm. markets and stuff, right? When you, thousands of years ago. So it, the math is kind of made up by humans to explain the world and stuff. So that's kind of weird to me too, is why would that one be symmetric? But it's, again, there's a lot of intriguing things like, any of you listeners there in England, right? England's not a fun place to be in the summer. It's rainy and it's muddy and it's nasty. And and some of these formations that would take hundreds or thousands of people to make, where are they? Because there's only two bed breakfasts out there in Wiltshire when I was there. There's no hotels. So where's this army of people, even if somebody's funding the hoax, where are they staying? Because there's no tents. They're not camping out there. And then you get into the logical thing like that had to have this many hours of labor in it for if people were making it. And then you're like, okay, well, there's no people there. And who hired them? And the 5% that are, <clears throat> most of the 5% that are man-made are people that are paid to just help produce misinformation, like a million other things that are out there, right? These UFO hearings and stuff that are going on right now, you gotta be very careful watching those because they look super authentic but there's a hidden agenda on several of those. There, because Dr. Stephen Greer makes a fantastic comment. He goes, if the aliens were a threat to us, we would be gone. 
They got technology that's millions of years past us. It'd be easy to take us out, but they haven't done that. So when you, I was just watching the, the UFO hearing thing that came out last week, right? Is when they immediately go to, they are a threat and we need to fund the military. And I'm an ex-military person, right? But when they go, hey, we need to, they're a threat. We just pour more money into the, the industrial war machines. Like, hmm, no, think about that for a minute. If they were a real threat, we they could take us out pretty easy, right? But but yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine, like you were saying earlier, if there is a really a galaxy for every grain of sand on the earth, there's a ratio you can wrap your head around that and like, okay. But, no, when you said that, it really made me think I was just like, wow, that's really in disbelief, you know, but it's, it's, it's true. There's, there's things out there that we really can't wrap our head around. And I thank you for opinion on that. And I guess to transition into the PEMF therapy, you know, I was looking on the Rosanna Health Year website, and it was interesting to me that you, you were able to also help this help pets as well. And that's interesting to me. I mean, how did you find out that it was able to help pets? I mean, because I know you said it's like magnetic therapy. From my understanding, that's not like electrotherapy, right? Because electrotherapy is kind of like with shocks. Is that right? Yeah, it's so to put in perspective. So PEMF is a magnetic field, but my my theory is it's the frequencies that are specific and the recipes of the frequencies at low energy. So they can be delivered with a magnetic field, PMI, PMF, uh, with electrical current if they wanted to, with light, with sound, right? So MIT has, I talked to them three weeks ago again, as they, they discovered they could reverse Alzheimer's with 40 hertz flickering light by accident. So wow. I tried to tell That's them- impressive. Yeah, I tried to tell them they're missing part of the formula because there's more to it than 40 hertz. But in general, that's 40 hertz is one of the magic frequencies. So if you, if a lot of people will be familiar with a TENS unit, which is doing muscle contraction with electrical wires. These energy levels uh, in the protocols we use are like a thousand times less energy. So even if it was electrical current, most people would not feel it. Um, the magnetic field that comes out of this device, you basically just turn it on and put it in your pocket. You won't, most people will not feel it, anything except the results. There's about 5% of the population will, I always try to figure out the right term to use here. If they're energy sensitive, okay, or they see auras and colors, or they walk into a room and the negative energy drains them physically, those people may feel something but mo I don't, but most people don't feel it. You just see the results of what happens. So it's, um, it's below one in a thousand. Okay. Put it in perspective. It's below one in a thousand Hertz, super low energy. That's a million Hertz, your phone. Oh. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a hundred thousand times less frequency energy than your own phone. So, oh, wow. but the, the pets part is just the logical bridges. You know, we're 99% DNA the same. It should be the same. And what is most convincing a lot of times with animals is dogs will walk over to it and lay next to it. Um, you can see a horse. So it's used quite a bit in horse therapy, right? Um, larger larger um, ones. I have a theory that small one will work too. I'm just now going to start kicking off a study with horses and a little sock where this fits in a sock for them. But um yeah, it's hard for a horse or dog to know what a placebo is, right? They don't. But you see a horse, 
who's obviously sore, you give them therapy and then they're hightailing it running through the field. So I, hmm, okay, I noticed a definite difference there. So I made an argument with a doctor two weeks ago said, because I'm we're kicking off a study today on blood sugar and diabetes, because I have nine people that have ran it and the blood sugar came down instantly. So I'm doing a, my own clinical trial to collect more data. And I made the comment, <clears throat> I made the comment is you can't placebo blood sugar very easily. And he goes, he goes, the hell you can't. I'm like, what? He goes, I got four patients. Let me tell you about one of them. Her blood sugar is 350. I can't get it to come down. She's on four medications, 350, 350, 350. Her daughter moves out of the house and it dropped to 100. And she's not on any meds now. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it's stress-induced diabetes. And it's fairly common. I'm like, okay. So... That's an MD telling me I got four other patients just like that. So now I'm thinking the placebo stuff is like run, relax, and balance, and insulin resistance is the protocol that I'm thinking of, right, for blood yeah. sugar. So there's still some, I mean, there's definitely some magic to it. Uh, I'm a rocket scientist, so I don't believe it. That's why I've been researching it for 20 years, but there's just too much data that shows it's working. And so there's something there. Um how much of it is placebo? Yeah, I, did, I have to admit some of it, right? But when it comes to PTSD, a uh, very good friend of mine who's suicidal, I saw him in last week, I won't say where in case he's watching, but you know, he just started running the device, feels way better. I had a very good friend of mine, his 14-year-old kid was suicidal. I didn't know that. So, and it's helped him dramatically in the first session. So if it is 100% placebo when it comes to PTSD or depression or anxiety, I don't even care, right? Because that person feels better now, right? So, um, but it's, what keeps me going is because now it's about 19 out of 20 people on Facebook give me a heart or they like it or this is awesome. And one out of 20 is the Facebook hater that just attacks me, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're horrible. And uh, it's like, don't you have anything else to do? Like, yeah. One guy goes, there's never been a published study ever on PMF that's ever shown any efficacy. I'm like, Google this on PubMed and you'll see 6,000 of them. There's 30,000 published papers. This is what he told me. He goes, 10 minutes later, he goes, I read them all. None are valid. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Hey, this, to you. Yeah, the same Facebookator. He put... Oh, so you're with your vibe devices that come with a bottle of snake oil. And then at the end, it said MD. So I go, are you a medical doctor? He goes, yep. Like being kind of cocky. So I'm like, okay, have you ever heard of an MRI? And of course, he got upset. Of course, I know what an MRI is. I prescribe them all the time. Well, that stands for magnetic resonance imaging. Okay. It's a diagnostic tool. That is the most magical machine that's ever been built by human beings. But everyone believes that, right? And there's, I looked it up yesterday, there's 100 million MRI scans a year, okay? And everyone looks at the picture and goes, yep, it works. Here's how an MRI works, just so you could try to wrap your head around like grains of sand, okay? I'm gonna give the dumb version of it, dumbed down. Thank you. So the photons in your butts, in your body are like little planet Earth. They're tilted randomly, okay? So you have a positive pole and a negative pole, just like the earth, okay, magnetic field, but they're all random. So you put somebody in an MRI machine, you hit it with 50,000 Gauss, which is, this one's nine, okay? 50,000 Gauss, it's a huge magnetic field. It makes 
all of the protons line up in your body parallel. So it's almost like a laser, right? It's coherence, which because of that, your body creates its own magnetic field that wasn't there before. Then you take AM or FM radio, 103.5 FM, and you hit the person with, and you change the frequency depending on when I look, look at their heart or their liver or their blood. Then after that, you turn everything off instantaneously and you watch the energy come out of the person's body and you capture it on a Fourier transform that makes an image. That is the most magical thing in the world I just explained that I, it's way more than the space shuttle. Okay. That thing is unbelievable. And everyone believes in MRI and they look at the picture and they go, yeah, it works. Right. They're not questioning that technology, even though what I just explained is a hundred times more magical than this device. This puts energy in your body. It does two things, charges your cells and it creates ATP. So those are the two main things we do know is there's a lot of research that shows your cells in your body have a voltage, just like a battery. Okay. It gets worn down, you get sick. So this puts energy back in the body that charges the cells, voltage and ATP so that your body can heal itself is what it's doing. And then ATP is adenosine triphosphate. It's the number one fuel that your cells use for food. And it's been shown to increase that up to 500%. So those are the two things we believe are how it's working. But when I get in arguments with doctors and they say, explain the exact mechanism of action is the term they use. I'm like, well, you don't know how aspirin works. And if you do, you're delusional because you don't. You have theories about how it works, but you don't know exactly how it works. So the logic I go with is as long as you're not hurting anybody, and I've done a ton of testing to make sure it's safe, is relief before reason, right? If it's giving you relief, you don't have to explain the exact mechanism. It probably never can. Yeah, it's like it's like air. You know that it's there. You know what it's made of. But at the end of the day, you don't really know exactly how it's helping you survive. That is pretty amazing. And I, I do like the way that you come back on, on those people. I mean, there's always going to be trolls out there in the internet just wanting to bring down your spirit and wanting to bring down you, who you are. And it's nice to see that you stand by your product. And it's um, I, to be honest, I knew what an MRI was, but the fact, the way that you broke it down made it seem so much more amazing than what I knew. It's just, okay, take a picture, boom, that's it. But the fact that you said as soon as you they turn it off, the energy leaves your body and they capture it in a picture and they look at it. And I was just like, that's impressive right there that's very impressive like i i didn't know that was happening you it's know weird. at all it weird is weird you turn it off it, it, i'll get the terms wrong it's like t1 t2 is what they call it so the time after they turn it off depending on when you capture the energy you get a different view like this depth of your brain or the surface of the brain or to see the liver versus the lungs it's a different time stamp that they're capturing it after the energy event it's 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 magic. Yeah. To be honest, it's man-made magic, I guess, because that's completely amazing. Oh, my goodness. That is truly fascinating. You have me thinking so much. And I love the fact that the device is so tall, so small. It looks like one of those mini iPad, uh, iPods. You know what I'm saying? It does look very comfortable. And the fact that you were able to say, basically, it charges you up. We have chargers for everything, for every device in our life. But we don't have a charger for ourselves. 
There you go. You know what I mean? The only charging that we have for ourselves, we say, is food and sleep. And half of the time, people are fighting their sleep and they're fighting to eat or not to eat or to eat too much. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to think that a device like this can give you exactly what your body needs without overdosing it or without making it deprived. And there's so much chemical imbalances that humans have that creates so many mental issues that the fact that you said that P- assisted in PTSD and assisted with suicidal, you know, that, that disease, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to truly think how much, how many people can really help if they just took the time to just, to just try it. You well, know, here's weird, you alluded to this a little bit, but here's the, the specify. Here's the weird thing. Okay. Is, Everyone knows your body's electrical, right? You have neurons firing everywhere. Your whole body's conductive. Every skin, every organ is very electrical, right? It's only in the Western world that we've thrown that out of the equation. So if you think about it, it is it's stupid because we're mechanical, we're chemical, and we're electrical. At least those three. So what happened, won't give you that, don't get scared with the history report, but 1934, a thing called the Flexner Report came out, and it said, if you're going to do any more electrical Research, you're going to lose your doctor's license. They pulled your license and they pulled all the funding from universities. They didn't do that anywhere else. So all of this electrical stimulation, medical research got scrapped. Machines got scrapped. Where this came from was a lady found literally an old machine with knobs on it and a card that said pain reaction, 20 hertz, mineral deposit, 766 hertz. All right, what does that mean? Well, she just started playing with it and writing recipes. And 8,000 people, I believe, to date have been trained on it. I'm one of them. Um, what makes and what's been motivating me, well, one of the main things is like a, a mat. Most people that are familiar with the PEMF are familiar with a mat, and the mats are $5,000. I'm like, that can't. I mean, I get, yep, the Facebook haters attack me for $399 or $249 that I'm selling it. Like, I go, you know, I have to pay Zuckerberg 150 bucks before you find out about me, right? <laughs> so I'm not making a ton of money. I'm not making any money yet. But it's like very frustrated. It's like, uh, there's got to be a consumer device. And I start off very naively. Things caught on fire. There's piles of coils over here, all kinds of stuff. But I finally got the device. The first one I had was a Bluetooth connection, but... Too many people can't handle Bluetooth. And whenever they got a call, the audio interrupts it because. So I made this. Well, I tried. I tried to make it. And it looks like a uh, old iPod for a reason because I wanted it to look like that. So it's familiar. But you just alphabetically pick the one you want. You hit play. And that looks like a Star Trek tricorder for a reason. I want it to look like Star Trek. But it's modern 2023 technology and you just put it in your pocket. So the film merit familiarity thing was by design. I wanted people to look at it and go, oh, it's not some really weird thing. But it's device. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it, it, it's uh we had some great results. Um we have ninety three percent success rate with PTSD. I'm hoping this diabetes study to kick it off today. If we get data back it's statistically and clinically significant, then that will blow it out of the water. Asthma, for example, Okay, all, any of the haters, if they're listening, you probably don't have any, but if you see it on the eye, it's like, asthma, I have 100% success rate, but I only have 12 people. 
wealth. So I can statistically say, I mean, them measuring, they know if they can breathe better. Yeah. And use that little device and they blow in it and they can breathe, moving a whole lot more air. So we've measured all that. And uh, my, my company is me and those fish right there. Okay. So I don't have investors. I don't have a lot of funding and stuff to go do all these double blind clinical things, which I'd like to do someday. But yeah. that's why I was talking to MIT actually a few weeks ago. And they're like, we got a million proposals a day and we don't pay attention to any of them. Right. But mm-hmm. they got a 90, I think it's a $93 million grant to go study, study flickering lights for Alzheimer's and plaque reversal. So it's a stepping stone, you know, you got to slowly get yourself there. But hopefully with us, with this podcast, it gets the word to the right people. And you never know, you might exactly get what, you, what you're looking for. And to be honest, this has been such an interesting conversation. I feel so honored to have you on here and to share your knowledge and, and your experience and everything that you sh- you taught us with the PMF and, and the MRI. Like that still blows my mind. But the PMF is truly, truly amazing. And if there's anybody in my audience that wants to know more, I have his lovely photo on my website along with his his website so that you can hit directly there if you want to just reach out to him or if you want to purchase it for yourself or for someone you know, direct link right there so that you can get yourself in the right direction, recharge who you are, right? Um, I guess, Mike, to really start wrapping up the show, what would be some great words that you can leave us off with? Well, just want, if it's okay with you, I don't think we talked about it, but I wanted to create a, a, a unique, I have a new landing page for you. So rezona.health forward slash Mitzi, M-I-T-Z-I. Oh, so okay, that, cool. that has a lot more information, videos and stuff. There's $150 off coupon that's there that automatically applies if they want to go buy one. It retails for $399, so they can get it for $249, but have them go there. They can go all the way from the very top of that rabbit hole of just briefly, what is it down to thousands of research papers that you can go dive into, which most people can't ever make it that far, right? But that's the best thing for them to go do. It's a summarized, simple landing page. And I'll send you that link and you can put it in there as well. Perfect. Thank you. Um, That's awesome. I'm going to be looking into that as well. That seems like a cool thing. And yes, thank you for for, um, providing my audience with that as well, because it's it's necessary for us to really think about these things and and to think about it in our lives differently, the crop formations and what how we really understand that and the PMF therapy. This has truly been mind-blowing. So thank you again. And everyone, that's it. That's our show. Always, always, always keep thinking. Be safe out there. Bye.